Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon, old man Weller-Tyne. What's up, what's up? And Levon, catch me outside, Maynard. How the hell are you? <laughs> the, the old old man, or the old weather times for you, because it's cold where you're at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in the 60s, and now we got down in the, like, 20s and whatnot. I, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> All right. This week, we have an action-packed show for you. Uh, at the top uh, of the show, we'll discuss the new Chrome Zero Day attack and that was recently discovered and the new ransomware uh, attack targeting virtual machines. In topic one, Levon will break down the nonprofit The Last Mile and their new campaign, uh, Refractoring the Mass Incarceration System. And in topic two, I will tell a tale of ransomware ransomers. That's a lot of alliteration right there. Uh, Double dipping on their initial attacks. Uh, All this, of course, be followed by what we've been uh, watching and playing for the week. Uh, But first, How's everybody's week? No complaints here, man. Uh, you know, my wife, after she had her surgery, made me, made me miss out last week because she needed a little bit more care. And it carried over a little bit into this week, but it wasn't so bad. Uh, but uh, no, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Like you said, the weather is getting colder. But other than that, no real complaints here. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad she's doing, doing better. Thanks. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I got to take care of the family. That's uh, the most important thing. And uh, you know, I've been I've been uh, fortunate enough to be be uh, you know good this week, healthy. Everything's good with the, me and the family. Um, just enjoying some of that COVID lifestyle since I'm out here in uh, Cali at the moment. Um, there's some restrictions, but they're slowly getting uh, lifted, so we can start going to some uh, you know some some restaurants and things like that i don't think we can i'm not sure if you can dine in yet but i know you can get everything to go but some other like uh i think barbers and things like that are starting to open up um but besides that i've just been chilling out enjoying some some streaming content video games a lot of work been working a lot this week and uh just happy to be here you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely uh, yeah, so my week is is a lot of work. Like I've been just catching up at work, so doing doing that, you know, prepping for the show, what have you. Um, this morning was a 4K. They pushed it back because it, uh, it's supposed to be last week, but it's supposed to to, to pour because it's rainy season. It was the most beautiful day of the week. <laughs> they oh, pushed wow. it. So, but they still pushed it right. So we, we did it this morning, uh, and decent. You know, I I, I had a, a decent run time. I think I came in. Uh, 23 minutes and some change. Uh, the dude nice. who won, though, he came in at 15:30. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. Man, so I was like, hey, I came here for the, I came here for the hoodie, and that's, that's what I left. With. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so couldn't couldn't be happier. 
but that's pretty much been my week. If you, if you just uh, came for the hoodie, Ryan, you didn't even have to run it, man. You could have just walked. They still gave you the hoodie. I, I could have. I could have. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, I, I'm here. I might as well sweat. <laughs> so get a workout in. Yeah. So it, it was all good. Uh, next week is the Valentine's Day 5K. So I'll be there for that too. Whatever, whatever swag they're giving out. That's that's mm. what I'm there for. All right. But, that's what I'm uh, talking about. Let's jump into it. So hot takes, right? Uh, so topic or hot take number one uh, is for you, Shen. All right. From the hacker news, right? There was a new Chrome uh, Chrome browser zero day that was under active attack. They said update immediately. This was as of two days ago, February 4th. Um, and Google actually patched a zero day vulnerability in the Chrome web browser um, for the desktop. And that was being actively, actively exploited. Um, so the version they released was 88.0.4324.150 for Windows, Mac, and Linux systems um, because it was a buffer overflow flaw that they were getting into. And the reason the reason I think this came about was because of something that actually Microsoft pointed out a week or two ago um, about a previous vulnerability um, that they thought that the backdoor, this was with the, uh, the social engineering uh, campaign for the Windows backdoor. Microsoft thinks that Google may be how they got in, and that's how that's how this came about. Um, but uh, like, look, 20, 2021 seems like it's going to be like twenty twenty, right? Like, <laughs> it seems like every yeah, week we're going right. to have something like this to talk about, to where it's going to come out that there's a zero day, there's some type of vulnerability, there's some malware, there's some ransomware. I mean, this is just continuing the trend of 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 what we already had going on in twenty twenty, right? So it's just usual mm-hmm. for these hackers. It seems like you know what I mean. Um, but what about you, LeVon? What's your take on this, man? Yeah, yeah it's like I was going to say. It's, uh, uh, hey, it's, it's um, part of the course, I guess. I don't know that, if that's how the saying goes, but it's, uh, you know, these things happen. These exploits come out. It's, it's kind of one of those things which you gotta, just got to keep track of, of your patching, stay up on it, on your, uh, on your devices, make sure you're, you're not, uh, not neglecting keeping your stuff up to date because you know you never know some some uh some hackers figure some things out and being able to exploit your system and especially if somebody like uh i don't know they have some sort of like process where they're identifying you and and you're you become like a good target especially if you're i don't know somebody uh somebody important like like yourself or like like ryan getting tvs every day (laughs) Uh, they might try to, try to focus in on you and try to get some, uh, I don't know, some account details. If you're, you're making purchases online or if you have your, your data out there, um, you know, you go to some some uh, some sites that that, you know, that contain some of your sensitive information. So just, you know, it's just important to keep your stuff up to date. I mean, I don't know much more you can really say about that, but I think it's just uh, it's a good good kind of FYI just to stay up on, on the updates and, and the patching. What you think yeah. about it, Ryan? Do you have any uh, any thoughts? Yeah, no, uh, definitely. I, I agree with uh, what you said. I don't think there's very much uh, else. Like, I, I'm glad to, I, I'm glad for the timing. I, I like when these things come out just before uh, I finish the show notes. I'm like, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, <laughs> that was the news. I like it. I like it. Right. But, uh, no, I think you guys pretty much covered it. I mean, like, uh, keep your patches up. These things do happen. Uh, I think Shannon talked about it last week. Like. Uh, risk acceptance, like you know, companies can only can only plan for so much before it gets out there in the wild. So uh, people will find ways to uh, to get into these uh, these different vulnerabilities, like buffer overflows, and then they just have to quickly patch them. So 
in this mm-hmm. case, uh, it seems as though it's been fixed. And, and with this one, this this uh, one was one. It was it was last week. I actually patched my browser, I updated my my Chrome browser, and then I saw this this week, and I went in there and checked, and sure as poop, I had another update. I was like, wow. I was like, even though I stay on top of it, you got to stay on top of it even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like within two weeks, I had updated mine twice. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just got to actually got an update on my phone earlier today. I did actually, too. Uh, I did too. Yeah. 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 I guess some, yeah, maybe it's all related. So, but yeah, it's good to yeah. keep everything up to date. Gotta, gotta stay on top of these things because you don't want to become a victim of some cyber, cybersecurity incident. Yeah. Speaking of victims. So, uh, I guess it's a good way to pivot into, uh, hot topic number two. Uh, in this case, it's uh, another ZDNet um, article about ransomware gangs are abusing VMware ES- EXI exploits to uh, encrypt virtual hard drives. So as we get more and more into uh, the uh, automation and um, auto- automation and um, virtualization, what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, virtualization, yeah. thank you, of, uh, of systems. Uh, we're starting to see that it's it's uh, starting to take a toll on the industry. So in this case, um, this uh, they they call it a gang. I think it's kind of funny, but I mean it, it makes sense, right? Like the the, the terminology works. Uh, but basically, uh, at least one major ransomware gang is abusing the uh, vulnerabilities in VM VMware ESXi. I don't know why I can't say it in public. Like I could say mm-hmm. it rolls off my tongue any other time uh, to take over virtual machines. So what they're basically doing is. Uh, they're able to use one of these two or both of these exploits, uh, the VCE 2019-5544 uh, and the 2020-3992 vulnerabilities that have since been patched, but they, uh, they're able to use it to exploit the hypervisor and get in there uh, and use a service location protocol or SLP uh, protocol to traverse the, uh, the the virtual machines, and because they share virtual hard drives, they're able to encrypt those hard drives. So, uh, mm-hmm. in my head, it's the equivalent of watching a uh, a car uh, accident on the yeah. highway, right? Like it's just traversing from from one car to the next car. Um, so they they don't necessarily uh, name any specific platforms, but if you think about something um, like uh, Again, they haven't. They didn't say this, but if you think of like an Uber or something like that, where they depend on uh, the spinning up and spinning down of virtual machines, you can only imagine when they try to access those resources that have been encrypted. Like it's it's uh, no bueno. Yeah. So uh, what they're basically saying is to disable SLP if you can, if you don't need to utilize it, because then now it's just a, a backdoor basically uh, to to being susceptible to this vulnerability. Uh, but to obviously patch against those uh, those two vulnerabilities that are out there, like again, keep up with your patches, uh, and that will definitely help out. But also, don't use protocols that are unnecessary. So if you don't need to use it, if your uh, uh, EXI hosts don't need to all communicate to the same virtual drives, then don't don't use the protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Shannon? So for me, I, I thought two things about this, right? The first thing I thought when I read it and it said gang, I wondered if their bandanas had like that, that matrix scrolling green, green letters and whatnot on it, like on their bandanas. You know what I mean? Is that, is that what they have to wear to, yeah. to differentiate as part of the gang? Well, it's not red or blue. Yeah. It's, 
it's bandanas with the matrix scrolling green you know, that's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the first thing I thought. But the second thing, though, was, was something I seem to say every week, right, is the more popular something becomes, the more of a target it is, right? So like like you were saying, Ryan, virtualization is something. That's the way of the world right now. You can have 12 machines doing virtualization. Instead of buying 12 different computers, you just, you know, you start going through ESXi. You start setting it up that way. Virtualization, uh, you know, one piece of hardware that hosts it all. So it's 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 the way of the world now, right? You seldom have people that are buying a separate device for everything that they have, right? Now, not to say that's always the case, right? Like you may have a system that's for whatever sole purpose, you know what I mean? But if it comes to you having a network, you you virtualize it. You, you put as much as you can on there without losing, you know, a lot of uh, productivity. But um, yeah, this is, I mean, this stuff is going to become a target. Like this is how this happens. Um, and I, I know, especially when it comes to the military, right? Like using ESXi is something they've been doing for years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was, it was only a matter of time before the, the effort started going this way. And this is something that was targeted. Absolutely. That's like one of the, you know, VMware is definitely one of the biggest, uh, virtualization, uh, providers out there. I think, you know, I don't know the statistics, but I know a lot of companies use their, their product and for them to be, you know, have a compromise that's out there i'm sure it can affect a lot of businesses a lot of big important uh establishments i'm sure there's some government agencies that are using this i know uh, i know some military and dod uh organizations use vmware so it's it's definitely important that you know they stay on top of these things to make sure they they maintain the patching um uh, and it's interesting that they're using like you know even encrypting like the virtual hard disk uh you know you kind of expect actually like the the physical hardware uh physical drives to be encrypted but now they're able to get to these VMware like virtualized systems and and actually encrypt those devices as well so it's like um you know uh you're you're not safe just thinking that you're virtualized and you have some of the uh, you know some of the virtual virtualization security mechanisms in place uh protecting your systems now they they're able to kind of transverse those and and get into your get into your infrastructure so it's got to be careful. I mean, um, you know, I'm sure there's there's things besides it's actually being a vulnerability on the VMware, uh, uh, you know, platform itself. Uh, of course, I'm sure the the gang, the ransomware gang, would have to get through your through your uh, boundary to get into your actual VMware infrastructure. So, I mean, it's obviously those 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 uh, layers, uh, defensive layers that you have to have set up to uh, prevent, prevent people from getting into your, your infrastructure. So it's just, uh, I don't know, just one of those things that you got to be aware of and do whatever you can to make sure that people aren't able to get into your, get into your stuff, be able to uh, hack them up. And I know ransomware is like the hottest thing right now, especially since COVID, everybody's working from home. And, um, and I know one big thing is that one big thing I've been working, been working on lately is like the virtualization, like the VDI, a lot of people are using VDI uh, solutions to like work remotely and access their government, their um, the company data, and uh, you know there's a ton of ton of things being virtualized nowadays. So uh, making sure that stuff stays secure is is of the utmost utmost uh, importance. And um, don't give any of these ransomware companies any more any more money or gangs. They're, they're holding people up, 
at gunpoint with <laughs> with their data. <laughs> so it's uh it's something we got to work out uh, look out for. Yeah, definitely, and it, it it'll feed into uh, topic two once we get there as well. Like uh, th there's a trend here. Yeah, uh, and like Shannon said, uh, 2021 is looking a lot like 2020. Uh, maybe even a little bit more lethal. Um, but uh, yeah, getting too far ahead of myself. But so this this topic one that you're about to go over, Levon, is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm definitely I can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we maybe we all have a little bit of uh, some thoughts on it. And I think it's a you know this is a great topic. So just to kind of give everybody an overview, essentially it's the uh, the topic we call it refactoring refactoring the uh, mass incarceration system. So there's a podcast um, that was broadcast on LinkedIn by uh, Derek, Derek Russell. He's the host of the podcast called The Data Binge. And he had two, uh, two special guests on. Um, one was Chris Redlitz, R-E-D-L-I-T-Z. He's a co-founder of the Last Mile org organization. And um, he also had uh, Jason Jones, uh, a remote instructor manager at the Last Mile and also an alumni from the program. And essentially, the program itself is a, uh, you know, it's, it's a great program, what it does. It's, so it's it's pretty much it's trying to change people's lives through tech. And uh, what they do is they prepare incarcerated individuals uh, for successful reentry through business and technology training. So essentially, they're they're working with these um, incarcerated individuals, whether they're in prison or just coming out and work with them to educate them on some technology solutions. Uh, seems like they're mostly focused around software development and things like that, web development. Um, but they hold like educational programs, educational courses and training uh, to help them get spun up on all the technologies and be able to uh, become functional in a technology, you know, technology centered world. Um, especially people, sometimes people are incarcerated for long periods of time and they don't have access to some of this uh, technology. And when they get out, everything's kind of like brand new, kind of like you've been sitting in a uh, Crowdgen uh, stasis or something like that, and you, you get broken out of the ice like in uh, the Demolition Man, and all of a sudden people are using seashells <laughs> to, to clean. I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know how those shells work. <laughs> right, exactly. So this program is is great. So it's looking at helping those kind of individuals that are in those situations get out, you know, get out and be able to be productive members of society. And uh, I just wanted to kind of throw out some of the st statistics. Um, first of all, like uh, in the U.S., as far as our, our what they kind of label as as we all should label as a, the problem right now is that the U.S. makes up 25 percent of the world's incarcerated population. Um, but we're only like five percent of the world's total population. So that's a kind of a big, you know, big concern why we have so many people in prison and, uh, you know, especially compared to every other country in the world. Um, and there's been a 700% increase in prison population since 19 since the 1970s, um, which is a, a huge like increase uh, of people being put in jail. And um, you know, there's nearly uh, 480 billion dollars spent on prisons for state and federal institutions, um, and they have over 55% rate of recidivism, which is like just a kind of re uh, you know getting out of jail and then, or getting out of prison and going back into prison or causing you know. Re, uh, get reintroduced to the uh, the uh, the prison system. Right. Uh, yeah. Reoffending. Re yeah. Reoffending. Yeah. It's a nice, easy way to say it. Um, and so their solution, which has been very uh, 
well received and, and has great statistics. So right now they have uh, 23 classrooms across uh, six states. Um, they've served over 622 students since uh, 2010. Um, uh, they have 240 uh, returned citizens who have successfully rejoined society. And they currently boast a 0% recidivism rate. So pretty much everybody that's graduated from the program has continued on and not become like a repeat offender and continued on to be productive members of society and, and done great things to, um, you know, join various companies um, in some sort of technology-based uh, way and, and just you know, use their newfound skills to, to enter the, the workforce and provide some, I don't know, some impact where they can with their, with their new skills. So I think it's a, it's a great organization and they're doing big things. And this podcast had a chance to talk to some of the guys there. And um, um, one thing I just wanted to throw out that I, when I listened to the podcast, one of the guys, uh, the remote instructor manager, Jason Jones, um, he was saying something to the effect that, that one of the, one of his big takeaways, one of his big like things he wanted to get across people is to, don't don't tie somebody to don't only look at somebody for the crime like somebody's name a name to a crime and you don't get the whole picture you don't get the whole story like you never think about the person's like how they got to where they are now or how what happened in that situation where they got you know arrested um and you just kind of automatically throw somebody out um you know you kind of neglect or you you don't um, respect somebody or you don't you don't think anything of them because oh this person got arrested for this or that they must be like a horrible person they must have like uh there must be no reason why i should associate myself with them or but you never like know their true story know know the full story so i think that was a, a good takeaway from the podcast but i threw a lot out there but i figured i'll let you guys if you guys have some opinions some thoughts on the, the whole uh organization whole uh podcast information that was uh provided ryan go ahead go ahead ryan Okay. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, like I, I, I applaud the uh, the initiative, right? Um, I, so my undergrad is in social psychology. So I wrote a, a, more than a few papers uh, about uh, the, the rate of recidivism, uh, the, the reenfranchisement of, uh, of citizens. Um, because what we tend to do uh, across the, the color line is to... Um, to continue to punish people who have already served their time. Like, and that, I have a problem with that. Like, obviously you do the crime, you do the time. Like, uh, and obviously the justice system is built upon um, not necessarily correcting behavior any longer. Now it's about punishment. And then those punishments don't always uh, uh, make sense compared to what the person did, their age, their demographic, uh, their environment. So we're, we're punishing people uh, at a, a greater rate than any, any other country in the world, right? The most free country has most people in prison mm -hmm. uh, and many of them are minorities. So uh, aside from all that, so we, we all know that, that, that this system is totally broken. But uh, what I'm so glad about this um, program, what they're doing is that they, they see that these people have skills, right? And it just took uh, one, as well as more venture, venture capitalists, but it, it took one person uh, he himself, like that Chris Redlitz said that he didn't know anybody in prison. He didn't know why he would have ever been in prison. Uh, you know, this uh, this this um, very rich 
uh, man decided to just give it a try. Let me go there and see uh, who these people are and how I can potentially help them. And then and he had his own stereotypes. They already had his, or his own prejudice. He already had in his head, right? He thought that these people would be uh, not well educated. He thought that they would not have drive. Uh, and then he gets there and he sees the exact opposite. Like these people are hungry to learn something because maybe they didn't get a chance to do that prior to coming uh, to prison, or maybe because they're in prison now. They've they've uh, they've learned some new form of discipline or what have you. Like, and. Uh, he was really surprised that people had, hadn't even touched computers because they had been in like, uh, I think he said one of the uh, one of the facilities is in San Quentin. So people who had went to prison before there were smartphones and computers in everybody's home were able to learn how to power a computer on and then get all the way to programming pro or all the way to programming language and making software. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it definitely shows that there's a lot of human capital that is in there and um, to give them a, 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 a skill and to teach them a technology uh, that can be adopted just to their, their, their life as well, uh, which the Jason Jones spoke about, how um, you're able to take those principles in, in software development and apply them to their own lives uh, has gone a huge as paid in dividends. Like the rate of recidivism is, is uh, uh, so minuscule compared to any other program. Like these people get out they had to check the convicted felon box the rest of their life, and mm-hmm. they're not able to seek good employment, which leads to people having, or not having to, but needing to make money. Limit, limit the options for them. Right. Uh, right. So they, they go back to crime. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Like the, the society does not does not want me uh, because these, these um, convicted people cannot, again, like you said, they're, they're limited to employment. Some of them can't vote any longer. Just all the rights are taken. Um, and I, I just really liked this uh, this podcast and what they were talking about. Like, I, I just really like this initiative um, because it uh, it's going to fold people back into society. And and, and uh, they keep talking about all these, these positions that are vacant. Then why can't these people be in those positions um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to help with cybersecurity and software development and all that good uh, IT stuff, but then also just changing our language. Like I, I thought that was like that brought a smile to my face. Like how they called uh, instead of saying convicted felons, they were saying, uh, um, "Oh man, I lost the term." It was uh, uh, recovered civilians. Mm. Like, like just just yeah. just that thought process being changed changes everything, right? It changes the way the person feels about themselves. It changes the way society interacts with them. Like mm-hmm. re-embracing these people. Uh, back into the fold as opposed to always keeping them out on the uh, the sideline. But I said a lot, right? I'm, I'm pretty no, passionate about thing. it. <laughs> so, man, well, you, were, you were hitting yeah. on the you, head on, on a couple of points I was going to make too, like especially with the with the recidivism, right? So it's one of those things. And, and here's the thing. I, I'll put it out there. I'm not going to get into specifics, but I have family members that have done some time, right? And I will tell you, I know people that before they even go to jail, um, they have degrees, they have bachelor's degrees. So that, that, that could be one of two things, right? I'm not going to say that everybody who has a degree is smart, right? But I can tell you that everybody who has a degree has the mm-hmm. will to go forward and accomplish something and finish something, right? So if that's the case, why would that not be mm-hmm. somebody you want to take sure. on, right? Like if you if you have these people that have, have attended school and, and just came to where they didn't have options, and like you were saying, we know the system's broke, right? 
we, we that's a different that's a, a different podcast for for uh, not not what we do right but um, <laughs> there are reasons behind it right you're not going to tell me that the right. percentage of the population is more violent or commits more crimes or whatever and it's there's studies and data to show you that that's the case but um, but like you were saying with the recidivism in, in that they just have no choice, right? If you limit these people's opportunities, right? These people, some of them have families before they go in, right? So what are they going to do for their family? Nobody wants to sit there and watch their family starve and suffer, right? So you kind of do what you got to do type thing. And those aren't always honorable things to do. They aren't always legal things to do. So this right here, like when when you sent this out, Levon, I was kind of like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool right here. I, I, I like to see this. Um, yeah. And it came, and here's and here's why it mattered to me, right? It came from someone who was not a minority, right? I think that helps, right? It's one of those things where they say you have to mm-hmm. have allies that are yeah. not in your own group in order to help you, and that's what this was, right? Like he's a, he's a rich mm-hmm. white male that went into this, so then I think it carries more weight, right? Being like that, yeah. This this was awesome. This mm-hmm. was this was yeah. very good to see, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it was, yeah, it was great to see. I just I happened, you know, I ran across it and uh, I just like, you know, sat through the podcast. I even kind of re-listened to some of the, the bits of it and I just thought it was just a good, good, um, you know, good initiative. And I, I, you know, I know there's some other, I'm sure there's, there's some other uh, companies out there, some other organizations doing something similar, but, you know, obviously just being tech focused. Um, this is one of the first ones I've seen that are kind of really focused around tech and uh, getting like, you know, incarcerated individuals spun up on some of the latest and greatest. I, you know, I just can't, I can't help but, you know, very, you know, really praise what they're doing. And, um, and obviously people can get involved, people can donate. And if you guys are interested, anybody that's listening in, listening in, you can hit up the, uh, the last mile.org. Um, have a lot of information about their, their initiative and what they're doing and how you can help, how you can donate and just hear some of the stories. You can see some of the stories from some of the individuals that have uh, made their way through the program and, um, you know, see a little bit of the history about the the organization itself. So I'm all for it. I think it's a great thing and I hope people are, uh, you know, get a chance to check it out too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's a, a great initiative. And, and uh, just before we move on, I, I, there's two things that I, I recalled. Um, that I definitely wanted to touch on uh, that I thought were, were humorous and, and heartwarming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one one was uh, like during the video, there were people uh, messaging. Uh, oh yeah, the, and how uh, and one of them he said there's a gentleman who I guess was uh, either either an instructor or uh, he was able to witness it, but he said he would see them going from pumping uh, iron in the in the courtyard and playing basketball to you see some of them walking around with like books on complex structures and algorithms mm. and like sitting down and talking about Python and right. things of that nature. I was just like, man, that's, that's, that's too cool right there. Like, yeah. To, uh, to like that, that just uh, adopt a culture so quickly. Um, and then the other one was uh, that they learned how to work with, uh, I think it was uh, Jason was saying he, he learned how to work with people who he didn't uh, believe he would be able to interact with mm-hmm. uh, because of the politics of prison. Like uh, his, his uh, partner, uh, for the um, for the program was a uh, uh, a white guy bald head, or... and he automatically thought he was uh, skinhead or racist. Mm, right. And then come to find out, he was none of those things. You know what I mean? Like, like the stereotypes that we we have of those individuals that are in prison, they also have stereotypes within prison. They have a whole, whole polit- political system, right? Mm-hmm. And 
he said that representation matters. So uh, aside from just having people of color, uh, men and women, all that good stuff, he said, being able to call the helpline uh, when it came to uh, doing work and you, the person picking up the phone at the help desk was also uh, a, a uh, recovered citizen. You know what I mean? Right. Like that just speaks volumes to him. Like I can talk to somebody who has a shared experience with me who is also doing well. So I thought those were really, really uh, cool points uh, in there as well. Absolutely. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that was, that was a great, uh, great thing that you mentioned as well. Uh, I started really like just hearing there. Yeah. Hearing like the stories from, from Jason and from, uh, um, from Chris, just telling you know, some of the stories of the other program and some of the initiatives and, and some of the, you know, success stories and how people have been, uh, uh, like you said, reintroduced and, uh, uh, you know, become, uh, you know, just become productive members of society again. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was awesome. Yeah. Um, hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Uh, so to pivot from that to, I guess we're going full circle, right? We started with ransomware uh, and what have you. We're going to end with ransomware. So uh, 2021 is also relentless when it comes to uh, ransomware and uh, uh, just uh, attackers with time on their hands, right? So this this is this is not a funny story, but it made me chuckle. Right? <laughs> uh, so it's entitled Ransomware. A company paid millions to get their data back, but forgot to do one thing. So the hackers came back again. So this is a, a ZD uh, Net uh, article as well. So the gist of the story is that uh, a company got hit with ransomware and stuff got encrypted. Uh, they paid. So they paid to the tune of like 6.8 uh, million euro. Uh, so it doesn't really break down what that is in the U.S., but a lot of money to uh, to recover their data because they were like, hey, we got to get back in business. We don't have time to um, basically negotiate with them, give them what they want. So they, they paid, and uh, for whatever reason, the ransomers... Uh, Gave them the keys. Say, hey, you go. Appreciate the money. Here are the keys to lock your stuff. They unlocked their stuff. They went back to business as usual. Uh, they did not do any of the necessary steps to secure their network. So when you get hit with ransomware, it's because you're vulnerable. Somewhere in your network, they got in. They didn't do their homework. So two weeks later, what did the, uh, the company do? Or not the company, I'm sorry. What, what did the, uh, the ransomers do? They came back. They used the same ex- exploit mm. and they locked down their systems again. Mm. And what did the company do? They paid again. Mm. Like it's crazy craziness. Like it's, it's getting too. It's becoming too lucrative. <laughs> um, so what? What is the the moral of the story? Right? Um, it's to do your homework. Like uh, they were vulnerable. Uh, they don't really go into detail of how the uh, the attackers got in there. They just really wanted to emphasize first, don't pay them. Uh, secondly, seek help, and then thirdly, uh, fix the vulnerability mm-hmm. so that they can't come back and uh, hit you with the same exact attack two weeks later. 
Go ahead, LeVon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm over here shaking my head. I'm just <laughs> no, I just did a quick math. That's like eight point, almost $8.9 million that they gave to him, at least the first time. And then I'm not sure. I don't know if they mentioned how much they gave him the second time, but maybe the same amount. They, they didn't, but I, w- I would want at least more. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Double it. Now you gotta, you gotta really pay. Now, I think it's just absolutely crazy. Um, obviously, I don't know uh, the full story as far as what data they encrypted and how, like, how it would have affected their business, things like that. But I'm all for, like, I don't know, do whatever we can to not pay these individuals any money for unlocking our data or their data. Um, if they have some sort of backup solution, they have some sort of backup option that they have to restore this data, definitely go for it. Anything to do anything can do to not pay these individuals because this just incites them further. Obviously, just like you just like you uh, mentioned, they did it one time and then they found that the company didn't patch their holes or, uh, yeah, they didn't patch any holes so they just went ahead and did it again because these ransomware, ransomware individuals are not like, they don't have any morals. They're not really like looking to you know, do you a solid like, oh, I got them one time, but they didn't patch it. Uh, I'll leave them alone because they already took, already got some money out of them and I'm just a good person. <laughs> so I'm not going to worry about uh, attacking them again. They're just going to go ahead and do it right again and offer you the same, uh, you know, option to get your data back. Either pay me or or I either destroy the data or release it to the web. If it's a bunch of PII and all this kind of stuff, that's going to kind of bankrupt your company or your business. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a, it's kind of a head, head shaker. Um, I think organizations need to kind of refocus on the cybersecurity infrastructure and make sure that they're, uh, doing what it takes to become secure and have redundancy and, and, uh, failover and backups and things like that to make sure they have a solution in place for these kind of incidents and not be held at ransom, held at a data gunpoint. <laughs> to give him some uh give him some money. But that's my that's my general thoughts on this this topic. So so I but do you right? have anything so to, to add as well? 2020 Shannon? and 2021, right? They are making so you remember the old adage crime doesn't pay? They're they're proving that this is a fallacy, right? Because they made out like bandits mm-hmm. on this one. Crime apparently doesn't yeah. pay because these guys made out and look, and, and this is the reason, like when you have something like this happen, or if you have any type of security incident, right, uh, you do after action reports, right? Because an after action report, mm-hmm. if you do it properly, it'll determine the root of the problem and won't have you just, this was just, I only want to say it was a symptom because it's not, it doesn't even seem like they looked into how they got in if they got in less than two weeks later. It looks like they changed nothing. So it's not even like they treated the symptoms instead of fighting, uh, finding the root cause on this one. And, and it's like, and you said eight point nine. You, you, your right. quick math was eight point nine million. It was so. Here's here's my thinking on that. If you had yeah. the ability to pay yep. six point five million euro, eight point nine million US or whatever, you damn sure had enough to bring a security team in there to see what the problem was to prevent that from happening again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you you had that money to make that happen right. because this just this. It happening the first time, okay, you can give somebody a pass, right? Like we've seen nobody, nobody like big companies, you know what right. I mean? SolarWinds, Cisco, Google, you know, uh, big companies are, are are having security issues. So it does happen, right? You could be forgiven for that. But to have 
come back and do the same thing again because mm. nothing has changed. Like that's on you at that point. That's on you. You you deserve everything you get at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you should have brought somebody in to find the root cause. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like uh, what was it, how's it, how's it go? Uh, fool me once, <laughs> uh, shame on, shame on me, <laughs> fool me twice. I just effed up. <laughs> Sorry, I effed up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just, there's no, it's yeah. Sorry, ain't, ain't no, ain't no way they had a sizzle. Like it's no way that somebody with any type of training made this decision. Mm-hmm. Like you know what? Just pay them. Right. Like that, that, that sounds like somebody with a different type of degree. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not they're not versed they're not versed in, in anything cyber. It's like, I mean, we could spend some money and get a security team in here, and you know, actually hire a CISO, or <laughs> we can sweep it under the rug. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, it's kind of crazy. Like you said, I, I wonder what kind of uh, cyber, um, cyber like I don't know, uh, uh, department they have or IT department they have at their location to, to kind of make these decisions to, you know, you would think even before they pay the first money, they the first amount of money, they would actually like go through the process of uh, discovering what got compromised and how it got compromised before like issuing money and see if they can either recover or if they had like, uh, it, almost, it almost sounds like you just gave them money. Like as soon as it got locked down, oh, we're locked. Uh, here, here, take the money quick. Give me my access to my, my yeah. data. Don't worry. Uh, I would I would assume that they were hosting some kind of services or something. You know what I mean? Like it had to be something where where customers were being impacted immediately. Right. So they're they're, they're like, in a rush. Like, hey, get 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 it up and running. This is the kind of company I want to work for. Yeah. As, a, <laughs> as, as, as a as a CISP, like bring me in now. Pay like I I don't I don't need eight million dollars. Just pay me a million dollars. Yeah. And I will make sure you don't make these dumb decisions. Right. <laughs> anymore. Yeah, it's definitely, they're, they're definitely, uh, mm-hmm. they definitely need some consultants but, to come uh, over there and let them know what they're doing wrong for sure. But uh, I, I didn't notice that beneath this article, because um, you know how it's related articles, there was an article written back in September where it said ransomware is your is your biggest problem on the web. This huge change could be the answer. Uh, and in that article, basically, they, the UK is thinking about making it illegal to pay ransomers. So you would have to I, I report that it happened to you, and then obviously whatever the cyber, um, what is their organization over there in the UK? It is the uh, National Cyber Security Center. Uh, obviously, center is spelled uh, very UK, uh, but the NCSC. So um, you would have to <laughs> you'd have to reach out to them, and then they would um, uh, help you. Uh, and then you know, obviously the whatever the equivalent, the, I don't know, MI six or whatever would uh, would investigate um, your, your so, data breach. Obviously so let me ask you this, Ryan: Do you think the effect they're going stuff. for though mm-hmm. is that if you can't pay the money, you're going to be embarrassed that maybe they take security serious in the first place? Maybe that's what they're going for. So I think it's twofold. Like, yes, I, I do believe that's that's one of the, uh, the the pillars they're going for. But I think the other one is that it'll make it less attractive to do this to a company if you know you're not going to get paid. So if you're a ransomware ransomer, uh, you're not going to hit big companies that have to report uh, because you you just won't get any money for your effort. And, and, and they'd be the opposite. Now you have the FBI on your, on your, on your, well, uh, just, your tail. 
And that's just the UK though, right? So that just means the UK won't be a target rich environment. I mean, you'd have to have everybody do it to make them stop completely. And even then, and even then, this, do you want some of that stuff out? So like they say, okay, you can't pay right. the money, but what if it happens to, you know, the, the, what is it over there in England? NHS, National Healthcare Service? Yeah. So it, it did happen. Yeah. So you remember, uh, yeah. uh, what was it? I forget the name of the, the, the virus that went out, but they were paying. So like, that was a, that was a big deal. So just think if they could not pay, like the, the files wouldn't have been, uh, uh, decrypted which obviously will be impactful to the uh, the customer and the business yeah uh but the ransomers would have made millions they made millions of dollars off of that um because it was so like important during that time i like, just think if they had done that during covid as opposed to when they did it mm. like they would they would they would not only uh made the pandemic that much worse but they would they would have bankrupted a lot of these uh, oh, interesting. yeah yeah so, I mean, if the UK adopts it, I'm sure that we, we may do something similar. Uh, usually they're a little bit more stricter in their um, their internet policies than the US is. Um, but I think it's just a, a matter of- So, so, so to kind of steer left here, capital. right? So right. after Brexit, can we still call so them the it. UK? Because the UK was different countries, right? That made it the United Kingdom? Well, no, so the, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so the UK is still, okay. so now now it's not the EU any longer. Okay. So the, the EU was everybody, yeah, yeah. That's the UK what it was, that's off. what it was. I was like, well, wait a minute, I thought it broke off to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that was the world's politics during that period, right? Everybody was um, very, um, I don't know. But the thing is, the, right dude, the dude that started it <laughs> left after that, and then Theresa May had to kind of clean that up afterwards, right? Like the dude that was breakfast. Yeah, so yeah, so he was against it. Like he, they called his bluff. He said, I, f- I, "I forget uh, what his name was, the prime minister." But he said, "If you go this route, I, I think so. If you go this route, I will be left no choice but to resign." And they're like, "Nah, we're going that route." <laughs> so he, he he let it go. He was like, "All right, you you want to go this way?" Because um. I, I I was over there when it happened. I was in Germany, um, and there was a lot of talk. Like even uh, President Obama at the time, he he went over to tell them that hey, you don't want to go this direction. You don't want to do this. And you had Trump sending tweets like, yeah, yeah, you want to do it. You want to do it. <laughs> oh wow. So different different state of affairs during that time. We'll see see what happens over the next four years. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that wraps up all the uh, the cybersecurity hot topics and uh, regular topics. For uh, that's confusing. I wanted to change the name of that <laughs> for the, for this week. Uh, so that leads directly into what have we been playing or watching this week? Well, what have you guys been been uh, consuming? So I think we uh, I know we we all should be watching tomorrow. First of all, but. Uh... Uh, not not going to <laughs> you're not gonna watch you're gonna you you're boycotting <laughs> it's it's at two o'clock in in the morning over here uh so if the bills were in it i would i would have sacrificed that mm. day but mm. Mm, not this one nope i watched the I, i'll wake up to go to the gym and i watched the the uh the recap on the uh <laughs> i thought tom Brady was your favorite player oh <laughs> <laughs> oh the the disrespect it's one of your favorites. Oh, 
No, no. Okay. I, I respect I respect his, his his work ethic. He is he is gonna be the goat. He is the goat, but he's definitely gonna go down as as the goat. Yeah. Uh, I I want anybody but Brady to win. But so, if both teams so lose, I'd be happy. Here's my thing with that, right? So like first ever Brady. Ever. Yeah, I, I agree. He's won enough. <laughs> Somebody I do like. I like Bruce Arians, who's the coach of the of, of the Bucks. Like I think he deserves it because he's one of those guys that got passed over for years before he got his first head coaching job in Arizona. So like he was, he was on the staffs when, when Roethlisberger got, got good. Uh, Andrew Luck got good. Uh, who, I'm missing somebody here. Uh, Kurt Warner in Arizona. I think he was there then, like when they were good. So like, I think he deserves a ring, but it's one of those things where it's like, ah, Tom Brady, you got enough, right? Like, <laughs> These Arians, man, no, no, there's no biscuit, no biscuit. Enough. I love yeah. it. <laughs> no biscuit, no biscuit with the Kango on. The Kango on, it's great. Yeah, no biscuit, no biscuit. Read That's one good. last year. Read one. Read yeah. one last year. What about, what about Andy Reid? You don't, you don't feel Andy Reid? So like, here's the thing: they're, they're both older coaches, right? They're both in their sixties. Um, because Arians actually retired and then and then came back, but um. Andy Reid, like, I think he's solidified now, right? Like, with his one, like, Hall of Fame, he's going. It guaranteed it with the Super Bowl victory. And and you have Mahomes, who's young enough. He's only 25. He could probably get a couple more before salary cap kind of does him in and they got to dismantle the team and whatnot, and it'll, it'll be too much. But Bruce, this might this might be his last chance at it, man. Right. I want I want him to get it, you know. No risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see, man. Like my, my my prediction though is that it comes down to to Brady in two minutes, mm, okay. and he, he leads them right. to victory. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking the Chiefs are going to win okay. by like ten. That, that's what that's what he does. Right. Yeah. But hey, oh, but hey, I I, okay. I thought my Ravens were going to beat the Bills okay. too. So what do I know? <laughs> what, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you make bad best. decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe you don't have the best. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, was agnostic. I, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really care who wins so much. Um, I like to see the underdog win. I'm not sure who's the underdog really. I don't know if it's uh, Tom Brady and his crew. <laughs> He's really an underdog, or if it's the that's, Chiefs. That's what they say in that that super stacked team. It's calling them underdog. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like I know they're. I think they're not the fate. They're, yeah, they're they're the underdogs, but they have like this power squad uh, going against the Chiefs or whatever. So I don't know. Um, I think I'm leaning towards uh, the Chiefs because, like you said, I think Tom Brady's got enough victories. We'll let somebody else get yeah, the, the. I don't want his hard work to pay off. And uh, Ooh, him. No, I don't. I don't have anything against Tom Brady. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, it should be so, pretty good. Uh, what? What? Well, uh, aside from from predicting the Super Bowl, what what have you guys already uh, been been playing or watching this week? Let's see. So uh, I finished off uh, what they call that the uh, Bridgerton. I watched some of that. It was like a um, short little season, like eight episodes. But it was a uh, it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not like uh, I want to like uh, 
like raise it to the the peaks like it was the greatest series ever but it was, it was fun to watch me and the wife watch it together it was pretty entertaining but i've been getting into uh warrior um this last week just watched the first couple episodes but it's been really good i'm not sure if you've seen that one but it's uh basically like i guess based off a, a story bruce lee's um like a story that he like a program that he had wrote himself or he he came up with that he wanted to produce the that he wanted to uh have like uh you know hollywood you know produce or whatever and i don't think they ever they had never produced it because at the time they were like oh we don't want asian star in our movies nobody in america is going to like that especially back in those days but essentially it's kind of like a, a the, at least the the intro of the story is kind of like a a chinese guy came from you know came from a, off the off the boat and he arrived in America with a bunch of other, you know, Chinese uh, immigrants. And, you know, we have people at the fence, like uh, Americans that are like, get out, get out of our country. You're taking our jobs, um, using the C word, all this kind of stuff. Just kind of like they hate, they hate these people coming into their land and all this. Um, and obviously these people are just trying to find work and trying to make a living for themselves. And uh, I don't know, he's, he's a, of course, a badass martial art, martial artist. And he's having to like, kind of prove himself he, he kind of joined some gangs and he's kind of doing some stuff on the side and um you got these shady cops doing some stuff and you got these good cops trying to trying to keep track of these shady cops and it's it's all kinds of craziness and a bunch of uh um yeah a bunch of drama for sure but i've been really enjoying it just the last couple last few episodes i've seen and uh i think it's something that a lot of people enjoy i've already heard other people enjoyed it they got gave it some good reviews so that's what kind of got my interest peaked on it too but I feel like I'm jabbering on. <laughs> what you guys? So, <laughs> so I got a new TV, as you guys already know. What, what about right? you, Shane? Like after the surgery, you know, I had to had to get a big TV, and I haven't really utilized mm. it like I should. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I haven't played any video games on it yet. Like just every once in a while, I'm watching something on it. Like some, like I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really. I know I've, I've talked to some people that have said WandaVision is pretty good, but I, I've already expressed my feelings on that, right? Like, I'm like, hey, if, if you if oh, you yeah. had a critic that says it's a big swing, I know what that means. You just don't want to down it. You just want to say, oh, that just ain't for me. You know what I mean? So I haven't, I haven't really uh, <laughs> utilized its full potential. You know, I don't have a next-gen system or anything like that to to feed a 4K signal through, you know? But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played video games in mm. a couple of weeks. Like I said, I just find something here and there, a documentary or two or something that I that I watch and then go from there. But I'm not really putting the time in to do anything with it. I know that hurts your heart to hear, Ryan. You know what I mean? But you talked me into the 75 inch. I was going to get a 65 inch TV. <laughs> you're like, hey, you might as well go higher. And you talked me into it, but I'm not really. I'm like LeVon over here keeping stuff in other wings of the house that I just don't use. You know? <laughs> that's right so that's here's, right. No so like, here's the thing so you're, I, you're, I don't have cable I don't have cable so I can't like, even watch uh, the Super Bowl and I'm probably not going to I like I could watch it on Yahoo Sports you know what I mean I could watch it on my phone but I might not even watch it like I'm I'm like I'm like you Levon I don't really have a dog in the hunt right I'm, I'm kind of agnostic to it I just I think the Chiefs are going to win by 10 but it's like like commercial, the commercials don't really appeal to me like they used to, and I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a football fan, but I just not I'm not really out to see it. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. So I, I thought the Super Bowl, like like huge events like that, like the Olympics, Super Bowl, stuff like that. I thought those were all. Free. So Amazon does. Boost. Amazon does some. So every once in a while throughout the season, I, I would catch Amazon that. would have like the Thursday night games. But I, I think it was for a specific network. So if that specific network, I don't know if they have it or not. I'd have to check my Amazon and see if it shows up under the live sports uh, or whatever on there. But it, it's I know for the playoffs, um, I had to watch them on right. on my phone as well if I wanted to see those games. And I didn't watch all of those. After my Ravens were cheated, I felt there was no reason. I felt there was no reason to keep watching. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> cheated with our greatness is what what you mean to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that works. Like, um, it it would be free over here for me, um, but it's too early in the so, morning. So let me ask you this, Ryan. I, I remember when I was in yeah, when I was really in Korea, like the Super Bowl Monday was what they called it. it. Wasn't Super Bowl Sunday? Like we got off from work. Are you guys actually? Do they do that over there or no? So it's delayed. They're going to have um, delayed reporting just just because they know people will, will be tired. Um, I, I was going to wake up like normal, hit the gym because they know okay. I will be in the gym. So it'll be empty. Uh, and then just go to work, catch up on work. So it's all good. Um, this previous week, I finally beat The Last of Us Part mm. 2. So that's that's finally off off my plate. Um, nice. We, we talked about it a little bit in the, in the, in the chat. And I, I definitely want to do a, uh, a spoiler cast uh project like i'm uh, i'm thinking about uh i never watch anything in real time or play anything in real time it's just i i'm never part of the culture anymore because of because of work and family and all that good stuff so i was thinking of uh of, of a medium to um talk about those things uh not in real time so i think I'm, i think i have an idea and i, I want to make it happen but um I have mixed feelings on it. Like it's ma- it, it, it's not. A, I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. Like the first game, the first game is a masterpiece. There was no need for a sequel. I would say it's really, really good. But it's like, uh, yeah. You ever watch yeah. those, those movies I, that get? I don't even watch them anymore because of that. Watch I don't watch like, eh, It wasn't <laughs> me. It was the, It's the yeah. So it's the that was the equivalent for me. It's like. Um, uh, I can't think of one of those movies off the top of my head. I was not. I was, no country for old I was not a big like, American Beauty fan. Like, I think American Beauty uh, won Best Picture or something like that. Like I, 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 yeah. I watched it. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I, I actually like American Beauty. Yeah, but 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 around those lines, like either you love it or you hate it, though. Like so, for this, for me, like by the time I got to the end of it, um, I'm like, man, they they really knocked out the lore, and I really like like graphically, it was amazing, mechanically. It was it was uh, almost perfect, but it was just brutal. Twenty five hours, <laughs> like of 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 decisions because I, I had very little agency. So those were decisions being made by the characters I had no control over. So I'm doing things I didn't necessarily in, in, uh, agree with or enjoy. So I, I won't spoil it, but for whoever has not watched, has not played it yet, but. Uh, either either you're gonna mm. love it because you love the first one, or you're gonna hate it because you love the first mm. one. Mm. So, but it, it it's totally it totally switched up my cue from here on out though. Like I, I was gonna play Days Gone, which is, is another zombie joint. Resident Evil Seven was on my cue because I, I got that one on uh, on sale, and 
<laughs> so this game. one, this one turns you away from a whole game. genre of games. <laughs> like I need a break. So, oh man, just, just I need I need a break. Like is is that is 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 that uh, grueling? You know what I mean? It's like like you you think about like oh man, the zombie apocalypse will be uh, crazy, and you have like these ideas of the power trip fantasy, but then you experience it for twenty five hours, and you're like yo. <laughs> like, I'm done. Thank, thank, thank God, this is not real. Like, <laughs> how, how, how can you function in this world? Right. But that's where I left off with uh with that guy. And um, uh oh, Bridgerton. So remember how I didn't want to watch yeah. it? I watched the first. I watched Are the first episode. Yeah. I, I, oh, I gotta get on some of this stuff, man. <laughs> I, yeah, you I, I look at the trailers for these things and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like that that ain't for me. I'm usually right on what my likes are. <laughs> I, you you're probably right about this one too. Like um I'm a, I I'm a, a secret Grey's Anatomy fan, so I like the the, the Shonda uh rhymes uh genre and my wife tricked me into liking it because she watched like faithfully and i was like eh, i watch it one day like whatever uh there was an episode of Grey's anatomy where for whatever reason i can't remember why this person had a, a uxo so un, un uh, exploded ordnance sticking out their chest and the surgeons were trying to save them and they had to bring in the bomb squad and you know drama 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 and then uh at the end the there's a rapport built between the main character and the eod guy you see like some some fireworks it's kind of romantic He's walking the UXO out of the uh, the, the hospital wing, <laughs> and he explodes. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I like this show." <laughs> and then, and never, it never happened again. <laughs> wow! I watched seasons upon seasons that never happened again. They tricked me. Wow! So, so Bridgerton is is uh, uh, the reason I think it sucks. I got its hooks in me is not necessarily the uh, the. The romance it's it's the um uh it subverted my expectations I, I i don't i dislike the victorian era so if anybody listening loves that era i don't like it it, it, was, <laughs> it was it was dirty the people were dirty it probably stuck is <laughs> and then obviously it's very very uh cast right system with with staunch color lines right so i just don't like that period of time this on the other hand is very clean idyllic uh and very fantasy like like i said it's uh uh alter history type situation happening so uh, i actually enjoyed it like every now and then they would be playing classical music and then you would peep like wait a minute i know this <laughs> right like stuff like stuff like that like, just like, like, yeah. and like a remix of some other like new age song with a classical uh yeah right yeah yeah so I, I like i like those little touches so i was like okay all right i watched a couple more episodes then it was a couple more and then it was like oh man i finished the whole thing so, yeah I was, but yeah do you you if you if you know you won't like it you probably won't like it right <laughs> I'm not even gonna yeah lie. yeah it's definitely like a, like you just said i mean it's definitely not, not really my type of show, but I'd like had to watch it because everybody was hyping it up so much. And it's, uh, I think they said it's the most watched Netflix series of all time. Are you serious? Um, so I was like, oh, I guess I got to yeah. see what everybody's oh my gu- God. gushing about. And uh, yeah, I think that's what they said. 
it's been it's been stuck in like the top ten for at least a couple of months now. But uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's entertaining, but it's not like anything I'm gonna be like going crazy about. I mean, it's just like a, a typical like love kind of uh, you know drama, I guess. Like, oh, are they gonna get together? Oh, are they? Oh, they look like they're they're fighting with each other. Are they gonna you know yep, yep, make amends and come back together, kind of thing? And <laughs> you know, out of but. Right, right. <laughs> but I would say that WandaVision, I know you were talking about that earlier. I thought that, I think it's, I, I've been enjoying WandaVision. I think it's getting even better now. The last couple episodes have been very, like, uh, um, very, I don't know, very interesting. I guess even more so than the beginning. I guess the beginning is kind of slow. People don't really enjoy some of the first episodes because it's kind of like, like, what am I watching? This is like, uh, it's like I Love Lucy type thing. And um, it's like you're just watching a, uh, uh like a regular sitcom, some old, you know, old school sit- sitcom, but it's really uh, turning up a notch here. The last couple episodes, some very like kind of dramatic things. People got reintroduced. Um, maybe people, some people that you, uh, you know, some from some past maybe Marvel movies or shows that you've seen, kind of got reintroduced. So I think it's uh, it's been uh, getting pretty hot. But you know, to each his own. Yeah. It's not not for everybody, I'm sure. I, I... I had to tune out of some of my forums because uh, they're starting to yeah. spoil stuff. Like, I definitely want to see it. Like, it's it's like right up my alley. Um, but I'm, I can't watch a yeah. series. It's just not. I fun. know. So, I, I'm uh, I'll binge it when when it's yeah. Done. That's probably that's probably a good idea too. I, you know, I try to avoid the spoilers, but it's like it is kind of a, a drag trying to wait each each week for the next episode. Because uh, especially right now when it's getting like really hot, you're trying like, damn, I gotta wait another week for the next episode now. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll definitely jump on that one, but I'm I'm a, I'm gonna wait until uh, it's it's done, and then I, I'm probably gonna uh, grab a free free trial and just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and then you're gonna discontinue from now on. <laughs> yeah, for 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 now, for now, I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be yeah. Back. They can have some other ones. They have some uh, some things coming down the pipe with uh, like I think uh, like She Hulk and uh, Loki and. Uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in both of those: the Winter Soldier and the um, um, uh, yeah Loki. Like I saw the premise of Loki. I think that's gonna be cool too. But uh, I just can't do the weekend yeah. stuff, man. Just give it, give it, give it all to me. I'm gonna consume it anyway. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's, how, that's, how they that's right. Subscription numbers up, right? Like you, they want to keep you paying you that bill after one month, right? But if they you do understand. it out over eight weeks, that's two months that they got your money. So yeah, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. I just not not a, no longer a fan of the uh, of the model. But um, I think that pretty much wraps up this week, gentlemen. It was some some good stuff. Absolutely, some, uh, some good discussions today. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Oh, so uh, exciting news! So shout out to our very first uh, Patreon patron. So Anthony uh, Cator, I think that's how you pronounce it. C A T O R. Yeah. Cator Cator. Cator sounds pretty cool too. That's a buddy of mine. That's right. Yeah, he's uh he's a good buddy of mine. I've worked with him over the years and you know, became good friends. We chat every now and then. He's uh uh he's actually uh um he's actually living out in Japan now. Um, so he's uh, so we got some international uh, we got some international love, but uh, 
yeah, I told him a little bit about the podcast and he decided to uh, support us a little bit with the Patreon. So definitely shout out to him. Much, much love and respect to, to my boy, my boy Cater. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Uh, obviously, uh, thank you to the, all those listening on the free feeds. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to Patreon, get it seven days early, completely ad free, or continue listening on the, on the free feeds as well. Appreciate it. Please give us feedback if you're on those uh, podcast platforms. Um, obviously, I, I would like for you to give us uh, all, all the stars, but uh, words make a difference, right? So let us know what you what you like, what you what you don't like, um, what we could do be, be doing better. Um, just give us some feedback. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, that link is also in the, uh, the descriptions that go out. Uh, Always. And then last but not least, yeah. thank you to Shannon. Thank you to LeVon. Appreciate you guys co-hosting with me. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is uh, definitely, uh, we're getting better and better. Right. So I don't know if there's any time slips uh, this, this week. What I did learn was last week, not one time slip. So it has something to do with uh, at three people maybe because uh, Levon's further uh, away from me. Does this mean are, I'm fired? Um, does this Shannon, mean I'm fired? Me and you have never just done one by ourselves. <laughs> mm. So. It is why I'm thinking about switching up platforms, though. So, um, and, and we've been working on that. So sooner or later, I'll come up with something um, to, uh, to, to fix the situation. But. Um, also, I'm going to put in this one's description, we're, we're soliciting questions for uh, Chelsea Pierre of the uh, the Blurred's Leading Technology, or BLT. Um, so we'll have her on in the, the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then I have another one, another interview scheduled, um, hopefully for a little bit further out from that one. So it, it's, starting to, it's starting to happen. People, people are uh, uh, liking the platform, want to talk to us, so we'll, we'll keep moving. Uh, remember, you can uh, hit us up at the webpage, the other side of the firewall.com, the Patreon, which is also the other side of the firewall, like uh, Anthony did. Uh, Twitter is at on underscore firewall. Uh, then we have a Facebook page, the Facebook group. Both have the same name. We have an Instagram, which I neglect every single week because it's not the proper content. I got I to gotta work on that. It's the other side of the FW. I got to make some audiograms and some videos and put them on there. And then, uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter um, uh, personally. So I'm Rai Rai Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. Mm, I don't have anything cool like Rai Rai the Security Guy, but it's hit me up in my regular my regular ass name. LeVon Maynard. LeVon Maynard. L-E-V-O-N-M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. Hey, you got to keep it, keep it simple. Like, I, I tried Ryan Williams. Guess, guess right, what they didn't right. have. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Williams. <laughs> right you, you got a cool one though maybe i should have mixed mine up but i figured i'd just keep it simple all right everybody yeah, yeah. Wrong with that. but hey thank hey listeners please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's patreon here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early completely ad free however in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.